What's good, y'all? This is Dom. What's up, everybody? This is Isaac. And this is Streetball episode 34. This is our 3P Shack 34 episode right now. So you got to make sure we're doing something big here, okay? Make sure you guys shout out YouTube. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the Balls Life Podcast Network channel. Turn on your notifications. Ring that bell. We got a lot to cover today, including, obviously, the NBA draft. Crazy stuff happening last night. Some not so surprising things, um, and then we got we got we got trades, jaw suspension, and we're gonna wrap up NBA league feet for the year. Um, first and foremost, man, Wimby goes number one, which wasn't surprising at all. We got uh, we got Wimby Nyama going first. Uh, we got his reaction to getting drafted number one. Uh, here goes up. Let's go, Victor. Bienvenue a la NBA. Tell me what this emotion, tell me about these tears. It's just accomplishing something that I've been dreaming of, you know, my whole life. Hearing that, that sentence from Adam Silver, you know, I, I've dreamed of it so, so much that, you know, I, I got to cry, man. Eve, Oscar, Victor's siblings, there were tears for you guys. What has it been like watching your brother in this pursuit? That's amazing. We are so proud. We are very happy for you. We are, we are happy for the family, for the friends, for everything, for the basketball. That's so amazing. Yeah. yeah I knew that I was, I was gonna tear in, uh, gonna have tears because uh, every time I thought of uh, the this sentence, like uh, with the first pick and everything, I got these little tears in my eyes, and I knew that I wasn't gonna let let them in the, in my eyes. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Wow. Hey, man, beautiful from... moment. What's that? I he was on the other side of the couch. That's crazy. You thought Wimby was at the end of the couch? Yeah, they looked just alike, him and his brother. I was like, wait a minute. The heck? Hey, man, w Wimby's sister kind of fired, too. I ain't going to lie to you. Oh, that's what you're going with, Damo? That's the angle you're taking right now? You're a you're dangerous, man. Hey, man. Hey, bro. Hey, shout out to Wimby's sister. Uh, I uh, people were posting her on Twitter yesterday, and I had to look her up. She's actually a fellow hooper herself. Actually, pretty good apparently. But yeah, she cleans up nice. She's pretty. She's pretty fire. Thanks for uh, stating the obvious, Damo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. So, hey, you wasn't gonna point it out, which you're usually the one to point out stuff like that. I had to bring it to the table. So. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, a little stat here. All right, Wimbenyama uh, going to the San Antonio Spurs, um, which was uh, the franchise one of his mentors played for, Tony Parker. Uh, so this is kind of in a family thing. You know, we always talk about NBA loves headlines and narratives. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out, too, is Wimby is actually the second tallest player to ever be drafted number one overall right behind Yao Ming, which is a crazy stat because, you know, um, you know, historically big men have been game changers in this game. So to see someone go number one for him to be only the second tallest guy, uh, I think that's pretty crazy. Yeah, man, I thought last year Van Caro was like a different breed, but now I'm seeing Wimby and it's like, wow, at that height, what he does and brings to the table is a whole, this is a different type of game. <laughs> Like this is the NBA just evolving. 
Bro, even evolving. Like he's a oh. freak of nature. So I'm 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 curious to see him perform, man. I, I can't wait till summer league. That's what two weeks from now. So we're gonna see what he does. I'm ooh. I'm reports excited. are saying reports are saying that Wimby might not even play in summer league, but if he does, he's gonna play a little bit. Um one thing that came out of this draft too from France, there's actually He's one of four French-born players that was actually drafted in this NBA draft. One, his own teammate. Um, his name is escaping me right now, uh, but uh, he was drafted seventh by the uh, Indiana Pacers, traded to the Washington Wizards. France has had a long lineage in this league, but I don't think we've ever seen this amount of French players drafted in the same NBA draft. Are, are the French coming? Are, are they the next wave in the NBA? uh for sure i mean we see it bro like it's crazy it's really crazy um i know on this team isn't there another draft pick up and coming right now who's on the lottery who's a Duh. potential lottery from Wimby's team isaac i just said this right now <laughs> i just said this right now i i don't know his name but i said he, he went lottery uh no there's, there's another kid a, that played alongside yeah. him. Yeah, I know. I just I just mentioned him right now. Bilal Kulabali. Oh, he, got, he got drafted in this draft. I thought he was younger. I thought no, he was no, younger. No. He was a seventh overall pick by the Pacers, traded to the Washington Wizards. Bilal Kulabali is actually only 19 years old, bro. So 6'8", 6'8", swingman, probably going to be a really good 3 and D guy in this league, maybe more. But, like, the French, not to mention Joel Embiid, uh technically is a french um this is who i saw this is exactly who i saw in the highlight yeah um and then joel Embiid is technically french as well his french citizenship like this might be one of our rivals in in uh world league play fiba uh olympics in the years to come so uh really excited for france uh but it's team usa all the way um last thing about wimby what do you expect from him in year one and beyond? Man, I mean, the way he moves, it's crazy how he, how he shoots the ball and, and rises. He looks like the way he plays looks like a 6'4 athletic guard. Like, it's, it's freaky how he moves. So I think he's going to kill, man, with that length. I, I don't know. Damo. I think he's, it's going to be easy out there for him, in my opinion. I, what do you think? I'm always uh, skeptical about guys like this who are this big. Um, we've seen guys this big succumb to injury. Now, it looks like he puts in a lot of work to have a, a strong core. He does a lot of different things to make sure his body is strong. But uh, historically, guys like this don't really, you know, they they don't they don't hold up to longevity, um, including including people like Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, seven feet tall. He's always in the injury report. Um, Yao Ming that came to injuries. Ralph Sampson to go back further. Chet Holmgren's already in, on the injury block. Um, but Wimby's the odds-on favorite to win Rookie of the Year. I think that um, the way our game is going, uh, it def is definitely catered to somebody like him. And let's be real, the last five MVPs have been internationally born in the NBA, which is crazy to say because in the basketball is an American game and I mean, I would say by and large, we have the best players, but he definitely has a good path with the uh, organization that he's in uh, to be an all-star, be a generational talent, uh, as as we already project him to be. But we'll see.
Yeah, I mean, you say they're going to shut them down in the summer league. I'd do the same thing. I'd, hey, I'd shut them down right away. You're not playing in this summer league. We know what you are. Let's get you ready for season. Let's get it rocking, man. I don't even play summer league. But you know what, man? Like, that that's – we don't know. Like, they might make them play one game just for the culture, just just to get ratings up for summer league, something like that. You never know. But I, I, I doubt that he'll be playing in every game um, just to – just to um, see, yeah, Daniel's already helping us out. Says he wants to play too, so hopefully we see him in two uh, summer league games, and hopefully you're there in person to watch him because that would be crazy. Oh, yeah, no, you know I'm in there. I need to see the, all of it <laughs> firsthand. Yeah, no question. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how Wimpy fares in in his coming career, especially this year. Um, some not so surprising news either. Second and third round pick. Second and third overall pick, I'm sorry. Um, Brandon Miller, um, as we found out all along the weeks leading up to the draft, goes number two to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, you see this cool edit um, by Bleacher Report um, with Brandon Miller alongside LaMelo Ball. What do we expect from Brandon Miller in his first year? I think Brandon Miller and Melo Ball in the backcourt is dangerous. I think that's... That's scary. I mean, I'd prefer that over school. But, I mean, in the beginning, they wanted school, right? School was supposed to be the second pick in the draft. But, hey, man, this is a 6'10", big body who can do everything. I think the, I think he's going to change the game. I think he's going to really help the Hornets do some shit. You know what? I think there's some factors in here. First off, they have Gordon Hayward, who is a max player, but has been on and off the injury block. Yeah, Miles Bridges, who they're trying to resign, um, who who didn't play all last year because of the domestic violence uh, incident that he had the previous year. Uh, PJ Washington as well. I, I see Brandon Miller bringing an impact, but it really depends on who's who else on the roster, how big that impact is going to be. And remember, Scoot is regarded as the second best player in the draft for the most part, but. We saw that once the draft lottery shook out, that he wasn't necessarily the best fit for this team. So, that's, that's um, true. Yeah, I guess they're interchangeable, really, depending on who got that second pick. Um, all right, what, what clip? What clip does Daniel got right for us? <laughs> what do you got for us? Is it right now, or is it? Uh, oh, okay. Since I've been a fan, man, and every time I think you're about to do something like. Bad. You do something worse. Hornets fans have been through it all since day one. We have drafted more busted <laughs> franchise. We've had to put up with so much. It has affected my mental to be a fan of this team. And the moment I think, okay, this is it. This is our breakthrough, you know? We draft Brandon Miller. So I'm rooting for the guy, I guess. It was the wrong pick. I'm rooting for the guy, but Michael. Look, man, I I, I kind of empathize with him. Here's why. One thing that I will say about Brandon Miller is his his mental is pretty immature and unaware. Uh, I don't know if you saw some of the things leading up to the draft. The way he was talking about Michael Jordan, like he wasn't the 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 most legendary guy to ever play our game. Oh, he walked to his pre-draft workout and he said, "Oh, he's just an old guy over there watching me." Like, I, I don't know who my – like, I've never seen him play, all that stuff. He also said that the GOAT is not LeBron, 
or MJ or Kobe, it's Paul George. He must really love Paul George, bro. Uh, spit an image of him, really, when you watch him play. They play the exact same way. Um, so I get that, but you got to have more respect for the people that came before you, I would say. That's the only gripe I have with him, but I think he's going to be a great fit. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd much rather have him than Scoot. I think he fits way better than Scoot, but that's just my opinion. Speaking of Scoot, he went third overall to the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, great pick, in my opinion, uh, but it, there's, they seem to be moving in a different direction than what we might anticipate them doing in regards to trying to keep Damian Lillard happy. Um, first, before we talk about Dame, what do you expect to see from Scoot in his first year in the NBA? I think Scoot's ready. He's he's a dog, man. He's an NBA body. He's strong. He plays strong. He's. I think he's going to be real, real good for sure. Getting buckets, but man, we need the Blazers to win. I'm tired of the Blazers losing. I, I want to see wins, man. I need I need the Trailblazers to get wins. Man, you know I, I talk about curses a lot on the show. I really think the Trailblazers have a curse. Um, in general, like their best players um, throughout the history of the franchise maybe you've gotten hurt at the wrong time or came up against the wrong teams. Like you want to talk about most recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Walton probably sold his soul for that chip. And right afterward, he succumbed to lifelong injuries. He was a franchise player. You got Sam Bowie, who they, who they picked tragically right before Michael Jordan in the 1984 draft, I think. Um, and then you talk about Brandon Roy, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, People like that who Greg Oden, uh, they have a really bad, really inconvenient injury bug. So I don't know if that's on the franchise, but you always hear me say this the Clippers gonna clip, and there's no good saying for this, but the Blazers gonna blaze. <laughs> you know, I remember uh, I remember seeing Brandon Roy play when Jared Bayless was playing there. I, I saw a game live. Oh my gosh. Brandon Bro, was a- he's Oh my gosh, he is such a bucket, man. And then he was bone on bone in his knee, unfortunately. Yeah. Not good, man. But moving him and forward, Dame, man. Him and Dame remind him and Dame reminded they they remind me of each other when I see them play. They're just ball dominated, they're bucket getters, like they're just yeah. Alpha males, bro. Yeah, def- definitely I think B Roy would have had the same type of career as Dame has right now if he didn't get injured. Um but moving on to Dame, we got uh, – he's expressed his interest in moving forward, getting veterans around him in order to make a championship run for the Portland Trailblazers. However, uh, we saw no trades in this draft. They actually had two first-round draft picks, tra- uh, got some really good guys for the, with their draft picks, but inevitably they haven't made any moves to they, – they look more like they're in a rebuilding phase rather than – building towards winning a championship. So my question to you is, is it time for them to seek a, a, a valuable trade for Dame Lillard? I don't think so. I think they're gonna rock with Dame. And I I think Dame just loves Portland, bro. He must love the city, the vibes. Like, I think he's comfy over there at this point because you've been losing this long and you didn't, you're not leaving or they're not busting moves and you're still there. He must love the vibes. He must love it over there, man. I'll counteract with this. First and foremost, Dame is all about to turn 34 years old. 34. Um, he he was a four-year guy in, in college, so 
Uh, he came in on the older side. Also, the Portland Trailblazers are trending downward. He uh, His first eight seasons or nine seasons in the NBA, they made the playoffs every single year. However, they've missed the playoffs last two years, a lot because of injuries, uh, trades, things like that. But it doesn't look like they're trending in the way that would help uh, Dame win a title in his in his uh, in his best playing years. So I really think they should get off of him and do him a favor and send him somewhere else. Yeah, they really need to do him a favor. I, I agree with you, Dama, because that ain't it. It's not it. It's <laughs> not it, bro. But we'll, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Just for the people watching, Dame's contract states that he cannot be traded until July third. So. Uh, that doesn't mean they won't announce anything before then, but um, he's not able, he's not trade eligible till July 3rd due to his contract. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Moving on, another surprising first round pick. Um, days before the draft, Jaime Jaquez, there was announced that he was invited to the green room, which you and I both know. If you're invited to the green room, they have good intel about you possibly being a first round pick or a high pick. And that, that came, that became true when Jaime Jaquez Jr. was picked 18th overall by the Miami Heat. Um, is this the most surprising pick of the draft, do you think? Uh, yeah, I 100% agree. But, I mean, hey, he's putting on for the Mexicans, man. Got to respect it. It's different. It's different. And, and Jaime, I'll tell you one thing. Jaime is a dog, bro. He's not scared to, not scared to run a fade. He's going he's gonna to be in that game playing hard as hell, diving for balls. He's going to be on his Cronin mentality, trying to get wins no matter what. He's in try. He's a savage, bro. I like Jaime. Yeah, I love Jaime, bro. I've loved him since I've seen him play uh, back in high school for Camarillo and for the Truth. Shout out to the Truth, you know, uh, our, our guy Da over there and uh, Jason Jay Crow Senior. That's their squad. They they coached him up. Um, but I wasn't expecting this first round draft pick. Uh, I think this is a testament to Jaime's hard work, obviously, but also. Like, this draft honestly wasn't super deep either. So it was a perfect time for him to go into the draft and uh, get something like this done. Um, what do you expect from Triple J in the league? What do you th what do you project him as being, you think? I mean, <clears throat> he's pretty mobile for how big he is. I think he's going to – with the floor spread and how aggressive he is, I think he'll be able to get buckets, bro. I think he's a threat for sure, and he plays hard as shit, so – I think it's a big time pickup for the Heat, especially with the good team they have already. The addition, this addition, I think would be helpful. So I, I like it, honestly. He doesn't have to do too much either. He just needs to be him. I I couldn't agree with you more. Perfect franchise to go to as well. Have a slew of undrafted guys that they built into being high level role players. Jaime could definitely go in there and thrive. Maybe not this year, depending on what type of trades they make, um, but. Definitely a long-term guy that I think can stick in the league. Um, last but not least, our guy J-Rock. After a torn Achilles, um, um, consensus defensive player of the year, uh, countless times being counted out, gets drafted with the 53rd pick in spite of having a, a rehabbing through a torn Achilles right now, which he suffered in March. Um is this a steal of the draft, do you think? I think it's for sure going to be one of the steals of the draft because Jalen is – we know we know J-Rock. Like, his defensive shit is just different. He's, he's guarding whoever the hell – he's bothering anybody in front of him. Like, 
you can stick them on a player, and especially going to the Timberwolves with Anthony Edwards. Imagine them both in the backcourt. Oh my gosh, dangerous! So yeah, I'm I'm excited for Jalen, man. I'm I'm happy for him. We've seen his journey, Damo. Like he really earned it. He went he went from being unwanted to earning his shit, and now drafted with a torn Achilles. Like, come on now. Uh, some people don't know this about J Rock. Like J Rock went to my alma mater's Corona Centennial. Uh, played there his first two years of high school, left pretty controversially for a lot of reasons. Um, and because of that, many reasons another, his recruitment kind of kind of suffered coming out of high school. Uh, he, he ended up at UCLA um, as, you know, a, kind of an afterthought, to be honest. Right, Isaac? Like they didn't ex- they didn't expect much out of him. Ended up being that three, four or five guy that played a big role in their final four run back in 2021. And it's just gotten better every year, um, which culminated in him being the national defensive player of the year this year, um, in spite of not playing the entire postseason, which is an accomplishment in itself. This uh this guy is gonna make it. Like he he has no vices. He just plays basketball, he kicks it. Um and he's gonna really lock in on his uh rehab and I think he's gonna be a really good player in the NBA. So shout out to you, J Rock. We're really proud of you. Been seeing you in this journey for the past shoot eight years it's been eight years bro so to see him was that it was crazy too i was with him all day yesterday during the draft like he was really like it was just my heart was beating the whole time he was he was about it he was talking to boston at 38 possibly could have got picked up it was kind of shaky he he changed got dressed he was like oh dang like it was just the whole feeling was crazy but um yeah he ended up going where he wanted to i mean he was talking to the timberwolves and Ended up exactly where he wanted. And yeah, bro. It's no, crazy. No question. Okay, so that, that's all we got time for the draft. Now we got other NBA news. First and foremost, this broke almost immediately after we got off at the air last week. Um, ja Morant finally received a suspension, which is going to be for 25 games. Um, and this is significant because he falls right on the other side of the threshold, which makes him ineligible for any type of season awards, all NBA, MVP, you name it. He's not allowed because, um, as we know, in the new CBA, you must play at least 65 games to to qualify for uh, regular season awards. Um, but still seems a little light to me compared to how bad they made it seem. Now, we have a video right now that kind of illustrates what we're talking about. Ja, ja definitely got off on this one. Wait, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that whole business, I'm confused, bro. Bro, look, you see she's crying at first, and then, like, when the camera goes away, she starts smiling. Because, like, Jaws definitely getting some fake cries off right now, acting like he's sorry and stuff. But he oh. really got off on this one, bro. Like, people were saying he should be suspended the entire season. Now, I, I, I was against that, seeing that he, he – you know, he didn't break any laws. Like he's not like he didn't get arrested for holding the gun the multiple times he did on live, things like that. But still a bad look on the league. So I really think like this isn't a slap on the wrist, but it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. No, I, I mean he did it one time and it was a big thing and then did it again. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you do it again, obviously you're not taking it that serious. I feel like just the NBA should make it known. 
But I mean, let me shut up because this is a big time player. I, like I even want to see him play. His game is crazy. So yeah, you know what? Now give him a little slap on the wrist. We need to see him hoop, man. He's a killer, man. Hey, I need to see it. Evidence surface later that the gun they was holding in the last live video was actually a lighter. Um, so maybe that's why they went a little lighter on him. But um, hopefully Ja learns his lesson this time and isn't in any earshot of anything that looks like a gun or any type of weapon because we need him out on the court. And it, it sucks to see somebody like this, this young, like throwing their life away, honestly. Like you, you know how petty Ja is. You know how petty Jai is. Wait, wait till he starts hitting three balls in the games. He's going to be. <laughs> you know what type of dude he is. We're going to see. We're going to see. I'm, I'm ex- I can't wait for him to get back on the court with his new addition, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, next, the first thing that broke last week, we talked about Bradley Bill working with the Wizards to get him to a trade destination, given his no trade clause. And, you know, on Friday last week, this broke. Bradley Bill to the Suns for Chris Paul and picks. Um, first off, I don't personally like, yeah, big three, dope. They're going to score a lot of points, this, that, and the other. But the Suns mortgage their future even more with this one, given that they're in the situation where Bradley Bill had a no trade clause. They had no point of leverage. So they sent Chris Paul to the Wizards. And uh, in the process, um, you know, didn't really get much back, you know. Um, but the Phoenix Suns also uh, mortgage their future a little more. Uh, according to the NBA draft last night, they have no control over any of their draft picks until 2031. What do you think about this trade? I like it, but you got to get your other players to buy in and play hard and do the dirty work because these three right here are offensive just – buckets just big time players but you gotta get your you need a coach bro you need a good coach you need a coach to 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 you need somebody to be the head of this this monster right here bro frank vogel's coming in his first year uh last time he had a stint with the lakers where he won in that where he won a world championship um really defensive oriented coach i really think they're gonna have to lock in on that end obviously you know they're gonna score a lot of points with this team but just got to get down the defensive end to make to break through, I think. But um, not too long for the draft. Chris Paul had just been traded to the to the Wizards. We got another notification that he was actually shipped off again to the Warriors, straight up for Jordan Poole and some draft picks. Um, this was a little surprising at first to me, um, but uh, the contracts match up. The Warriors get in a place where they have an expiring contract with Chris Paul. He's on the last year of his deal, making $30 million. Um, what do you think about this trade? Um, I'm staying away from Chris Paul. If, if I'm any NBA team, bro, that Chris Paul curse is real. We know it. it it's official. It's a curse, bro. Man, I'm, I feel sorry for the Warriors. <laughs> what about you, Domo? What's your take? Bro, I, I'm on the same boat. But um, you know what? I think this is more of a financial move and hope hope for the best because with the new CBA, uh, they're, they're cracking down more on the luxury tax, which a lot of teams are over the salary cap, which, um, you know, the, you, you pay a hefty penalty for being that. But it's worth it, obviously, when you're in a position to win a championship. So uh, this was a move more so they could uh, accommodate Draymond Green coming back, who opted out of his deal earlier this week. 
Um, and um, yeah, so I don't know. Like maybe this is going to be the year where Chris Paul stays healthy. We don't know, but um, I'm really curious to see how this ends up. Uh, one one thing that came out of this almost immediately after Jordan Poole got traded, um, it was reported that he unfollowed Draymond Green on Instagram. <laughs> Man, I would have unfollowed him too. On the look up, which 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 shows us the obvious, they never really made amends after the whole thing that happened last off season with uh, Draymond basically sucker punching him in practice. Uh, but we're gonna see how the Warriors fare. I never count out Steph Curry, uh, so we'll see how they go. Um, the biggest trade that happened this past week was Kristaps uh, Porzingis to the Celtics, which initially failed in a three-team trade between the Wizards the Celtics and the Clippers due to um, uh, Malcolm Brogdon not not uh, failing his physical. So the Clippers ousted that deal. So almost immediately, about a few hours after the trade went down and broke down, we had another trade, including the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Marcus Smart going to the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Chris Stops, a few first-round draft picks going to the Celtics. And Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala in a second round pick going to the Wizards. Um, first off, man, Kristaps uh, is a really good get, but the Wizards are trying to rebuild and they're trading all their picks away. I don't really understand this, but hey, man, it is what it is. But what do you think about this trade, Kristaps going to the Celtics? Um, man, I like I I just like Marcus Smart. I don't like Marcus Smart leaving the Celtics. But I, I honestly don't like this trade. I don't. I don't think it's a, a game changer. I don't think it's gonna affect the league. Honestly, I, I'm not a fan of Porzingis. What about you? What, what do you think about Porzingis? I don't. I'm not a big fan of Porzingis either. He has a lot of flaws about his game. Raw talent out of this world, but yeah. he has a lot of things shit about him that like he he missed a lot of games. He's injury prone. He also like kind of refuses to bang down low. Like you want somebody who's going to be a consistent shot blocker or rebounder. He hasn't proven to be that consistent force inside. So I think they're just scrambling, trying to change something to see if they can get over the top. But losing your best on on ball defender and Marcus Smart is troubling to me. So a guy who I thought, yeah, a guy who I thought would be a Boston Celtic for life. Um, and I know that he's hurt by this, which really sucks. It, it leave a bad taste in his mouth. Hey, but Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies is kind of nuts. Like, the Grizzlies got – he's a winner, bro. He plays hard as shit. You got to respect it. He's a, he's just a dog. Like, I, I like Marcus Smart a lot. I'm a Marcus Smart fan. And uh, we all know he smells breath. But, yeah, the Grizzlies got a big-time pickup. That's a big-time pickup, bro. I'll give them that one. Shoot. No, no question. They replaced Dylan Brooks, uh, on-ball defender, uh, in a different way, obviously. But – Mark Smart is a dog. He smells breath, like you said. And I'm really excited to see him and Jaron Jackson Jr., our 2023 Defensive Player of the Year, um, match up for those first 25 games of the season where John Morant's going to be out. So really excited to see that. There goes Ja. Gosh. Shooter. Hey, Johnny, Johnny's help, bro. Hey, 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 Johnny's a lot, bro, for sure. All that, he needs it all. <laughs> uh, 
All right, man. We we've been going about this all season long. NBA Elite Feet. Uh, obviously, the season is over. So me and Isaac are going to review our favorites and least favorite ones of the season. Um, we we're going to go over our favorite. Uh, you guys know that Kyrie lost a shoe deal midseason, and he was really creative on the court with with uh, with covering up the Nike logos and stuff on his signature shoe, including this installment right here. Um, uh, you see, it's probably some some electric tape or something he put over the Nike swoosh, and he's just kind of advertising that he's a shoe free agent. I really like these ones. It's not necessarily for the colorway necessarily, but for the message, the message that he's uh, portraying on these. Yeah, Kyrie's like, he's like sending subliminals. I don't know. You could you could take this a million different ways. I am free. Thank you, God. I am. Like, I don't know. I like that. That's different, man. We ain't seen that before. He's on some Michael Jordan type type shit. <laughs> no question, man. Um, but uh, just, just some related news. Kyrie, uh, they just recently announced uh, earlier this week that he's signing a new shoe deal with Anta, a Chinese brand. So I'm really excited to see what they do with his brand right there. Um, next, we got the Tatum ones. Now, we liked all the colorways that came from the Tatum line this year, which debuted late in the season. But these ones in particular, the Basketball Africa League editions, really cool accents and infusion of different colors. So I really like this colorway and the shoe. I mean, shoot, we've been talking about the Jordans. They've been like dropping terrible looking ugly shoes and this one right here was a big time win like this is a beautiful shoe i like i like the jason tatum's a lot the shoe is just it looks fire it looks comfortable i've never you know i wouldn't throw no jordans on but yeah i, I like this shoe a lot fire very fire for sure um really like the shoe and i can't wait to see what else they come up with with for jason tatum for his signature shoes um, next one, we got two pairs of KDs. First and foremost, we lead off with the most recent ones, I believe. Um, KD ones. See what we got here. Oh, yeah. So we got the Olympic KD4s right here. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite Kevin Durant shoes all time. And, you know, repping USA. Um, I, you know, we, we talk about this all the time. I say this. If a basketball shoe has a strap on it, it's usually fire, and this is no exception. I feel like KD brought back that strap type look. Am I tripping, or he kind of brought that? He made that sexy again. Uh, you know what, man? I, I think they infuse this strap look in and out of shoes because you it's hard to do it over and over again. You've seen Kyrie with the strap, which goes crazy on his Kyries. It's a shame. Um, it's a shame that uh, – he um, has to do like he's not Nike anymore because Kyrie probably had the most popular Nike signature shoe ever besides MJ. Uh, but um, these ones are really good. So I really like these. Um, next, we got some uh, the new KDs right here with this kind of solar cosmic uh, colorway. Uh, he debuted these during the playoffs and you know, KD does it again, really. Like, I see guards and bigs wearing these throughout the season and in the summer coming up. Man, he got a long-ass ankle. <laughs> <laughs> and they ashy as hell, too. <laughs> hey, nigga, hey, nigga don't know how to use lotion because he didn't grow up using lotion. It's all good, though. 
<laughs> it's like snake skin under there, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, these are fine. Yeah, Shout out to Katie. Katie. Um, now, next, we, uh, we're highlighting some Lillards. We highlighted a few pairs of Lillards this season. In particular, we're going to highlight the PDX floor Lillards right here. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was I was mistaken. We got we got the pink floral ones right here. Um, this this is a really cool shoe, man. I I think this is like the the Adidas equivalent to the Kyrie's. You see a lot of guards and bigs wearing these. They're very versatile. Um, damn damn, pretty much doesn't miss on his on his signature shoe. So I really like these. Yeah, man, I love Dames. I always wore Dames when I hooped. Dame was the only shoe I'd wear. His shoes are comfy, and I like the way they look on top of that. So yeah. I love it. Uh, next, we got the uh, we got the Nike Zoom Kobe Six Supremes. Oh my um, gosh! The snakeskin joints with the with the green swoosh. These are crazy. Um, you know the epitome of the snake right there, which which is what Kobe was going for when he when he put these out. Rest in peace. I think these might be my favorite pair of shoes of all time in this show. I, I, this bro, this is very fire. I love this shoe a lot. <laughs> no question, man. These are hard for sure. If I wore Nikes, I definitely rock these for sure. Um, but great job by Nike again for doing these right here. Posthumous Kobe's, uh, really dope. Next, we got the shoe that we raved about all year. My favorite signature shoe of the season. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna highlight the the pink colorway of the Adidas Harden Volume Sevens. Now, remember when we first saw these shoes at Rico Hines runs? We were not sure about these. We were like, I thought, oh, I I, thought they were ugly as shit. I thought these shoes were ugly as hell when I first saw them on, in the photo. Then I remember I walked into the draft. I saw Jalan wearing a Jalan Wright was rocking them when he was training. And I was yeah. like, whoa. He was wearing the red ones. I was like, whoa. I said, okay, okay, okay. These are different. Yeah. Oh, they, best. Best mix of colorways. Obviously, he used different uh, textures on here, snakeskin, you name it. And he didn't miss with these this year. These these shoes were ten out of ten every time. So these are my probably these are my favorite shoes that to debut this season. Um, so shout shout out to Adidas and James Harden for making a really quality product. Fear the beard, man. Fear the beard. Last but last but not least, we highlighted these shoes on multiple occasions this year. They they're timeless. We got the Kobe Grinch, which are, you know, timeless basketball shoes. Obviously, first debuted by Kobe on Christmas Day many years ago. And dudes still continue to rock these faithfully on a regular basis, including multiple sightings in the NBA Finals. Um, is this the best basketball shoe of all time, you think, as far as colorway and, and influence? I think this is an iconic shoe. This is like one of the retro Jordans, bro. The shoe is iconic. Like this is just one of those ones. But in my opinion, I think the the Kobe Six Supremes are better. But these are just iconic, bro. When he dropped these Christmas, it was Christmas Day, right? These, yep. the Grinch and the name of the shoe, like what it is, fire. It's tough. Uh, so multiple reports have surfaced that. This coming year around Christmas time, they're gonna drop the inverse version of these. So you'll see the red colorway with the green uh shoelaces. Wow. That's tough. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see those on foot to see what they look like. But I, I don't think they'll 
I don't think they'll match up to these. These are just timeless and they're the original. So you got to give respect to the original. No, for sure. You know, I'm not a Nike guy. Those are fire as fuck. Yeah. Now we move on to our least favorite, the worst of the worst that we highlighted this year. Obviously, you know, we, we're going to have some the Buddy Lees in here. But first off, most of these, save the worst for last. Save the worst for last. Most of these are New Balances. New Balance, you got to work on your motif and your uh, silhouettes. Uh, getting back in the game ain't easy, I know, but we could do better for sure. All right, first, we got the Zach Levines. Uh, he debuted these, uh, I believe, All-Star Weekend. Uh, I don't remember, but these ain't it, buddy. These look like something that my pops will wear with the laces on. You see those. I can go down to Marshall's. I can go down to Marshall's right now down the down the street and find those on the clearance rack in the back because nobody wants them damn shoes. <laughs> and well, it's like, it's a size uh, 15 to 20, a size 20 in the back. No matter what colorway, these ain't it. Um, um, these, like the silhouette, the design, I, I'm just, just don't like them, honestly. And there's not many shoes. I mean, I guess the colors are cool. And they they rock well together, but besides that, these ain't it. Ugly. <laughs> and then okay, we we're running out of time, so we gotta go quick. Okay, these ones right here, Jordan's been making big strides in the game this year, but these aren't it. Bam rocking the Jordan thirty seven low PEs right here, not a good look. Let me see. What do you at? Oh yeah, yeah. those are terrible. Jordan, you know. Missing bro. like uh, the, 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 just a snake skin right there. That's fake snake skin. That's no, bro, that's elephant skin, bro. The 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 uh, ashy elephant skin, bro. And then Steven you got mis- you got mismatched colors of red, all that stuff. These shoes ain't it. Yeah, so, uh, those are ugly. <laughs> what we got next? Next, we got to play our our own outfitter. Um, Donovan Mitchell's had some really good signature shoes in the past. But these ones were my least favorite, including this colorway, which is like a Utah Jazz type of colorway, I would say. I, I, I didn't particularly like these shoes all year. There's some good colorways, but these overall ain't it. Yeah, I wouldn't call them ugly or anything. They're just not it. But, I mean, we've seen, we seen worse. We've seen worse. They're doable. You got conf- But you got conflicting, like, themes. You see the back heel right here. It looks like some Hawaiian design. Then you got the ripples in the front. And honestly, these are really underwhelming in comparison to Donovan's first three signature shoes, which, in my opinion, were really dope. Yeah, yeah, okay. When you raise the bar that high, that's why Jason Tatum has. Yeah. Jason Tatum got pressure. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Damo. All right. Exactly, bro. First Uh, one's right now, man. We're running out of time. Let's drop the worst shoes of all time that I've probably ever seen in my basketball life. Who I got spared on this one. These ones are worse than any shacks that I've seen. Any uh Antas. I, I don't know those those shoes that uh that uh they used to sell at Kmart because the uh are, are the starberries like nothing amounts to how bad these are. They got the denim on the back, bro. It looks like that Denver Nuggets logo is is like ironed on, bro. They ironed it on before the game in the locker room. Worst shoe I've ever seen, ever. Yeah, these are hideous, like god awful. This is like embarrassing. <laughs> the cheddar yellow too, bro. Like those don't even match the Nuggets, dog. Like come on, New Balance. This is me urging you. Isaac's urging you as well. Go back to the drawing board. Go get a new shoe designer and do better. Yes, for sure. <laughs> All right, man. Well, shoot. 
we 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 had a really long uh nba draft coverage this today that's all the time we have for now make sure you guys tune in next week we're gonna have some more hopefully trade news we'll be going over uh section seven and some more drew league stuff man the drew league is popping right now uh can't wait to pop out and see it in action um but with that being said man my name is dom my name is isaac and this is street ball we out Thank you.